Welcome back to part two of Harvey's episode on making a mentor. Um, we got some feedback, shout out to Billy, uh, on how to make the transition between part one and part two a little bit better. So we're gonna try, uh, we're gonna try that now. Uh, in part one, we discussed a little bit more about how Harvey got into the industry itself, some of the first few jobs that he got, and how he transitioned from free work into paid work, uh, along with some tips that uh, you should definitely go back and listen to um, if you haven't already on how to stand out as a videographer uh, on set, how to sort of uh, behave and um, work best with your clients. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about the day-to-day, -day, so what is it actually like for Harvey when he wakes up, turns up on set, what sort of jobs is he, is he expected to do, and what are the differences with the roles on set as well. Um, so I hope you enjoy. We're on. We're on. Go for it. Sweet. So we'll cut that. Yeah, yeah well, um, so this is the, the <coughs> start part two. So I guess what would be good to, um, to think about is if we could get like a few examples of different industries, because you touched on it before. I'd like to know what the difference between like shooting a music video is to, yeah. I think you did like Soccer AM, for example, or something like. One adverts as well. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's like, the, particularly music videos and adverts in my head are like two different worlds because, like, yeah, yeah. not that they're both not hyper artistic because they are, but one of them you're like supporting an artist's vision mm. and one of them you're like supporting like a brand image or like a marketing scheme. Or yeah. So does that change the way you perceive and lay out your I shots? I certainly think so. Like with with music videos, you, you, have an, you have an ability to be creative on the day as well. You know, like, things work on the day you can use them whereas like say you're doing an advert or you know like a commercial of any form um there's certainly a lot less experimentation you know ultimately with a music video it's like an art form like it, it's subjective like you know like it's down to the band themselves or whoever represents them to sort of you know choose with the director or whoever's producing the video what the vision is for that whereas with an advert, it, you know, it has, like, like it will have specific time constraints and things like that, and you need to build, a, you know, a narrative in that time, for, you know, that effectively gets across the message of what, of what you want. You're paying, you know, for, a, you know, space with adverts, like with the music video, you know, the money will come in from the video, but it's not necessarily the purpose of it, mm -hmm. you know, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, don't, I definitely think that that's the case. I lost where I was going there for a sec. Um, but yeah. So, is there any like is there is there an example of an advert that you could pick like if you could go through the journey of you woke up on the day yeah and there's what 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 uh, your shift looks like yeah so probably this was towards the start of the year um did a, a number of adverts for the NHS so again as much as I generally like I work on camera or assist. Like sometimes I can do all the bits here and there, but so on this specific shoot, I was like the assistant camera. Um, so we were filming in the hospital. Um, so our day was spent. Um, so got up, got to shoot, um, unloaded the van, loaded it all onto like a trolley, um, which is easy to transport around the location. A lot, a lot of them are uh, sort of like that. Like you'll load all the gear from a van onto a trolley so that you can push it all around. Okay. Um, get into the location, meet the uh, the media representatives of the hospital that we were filming mm. with, and then go around the location, um, getting all the content that was required. Um, but certainly part of that, because, you know, you're working, you're working in a hospital, like, people are busy saving lives, mm. you know. You have to... Um, timing's important, because if you've said to someone, 
or you know will be in your ward or you know will be in your department at eleven a.m. and you're running late on something else. Well, they can't wait around for you. You know they've got to go and you know do a, do a uh, an X-ray or some you know something along yeah. them lines. Yeah. You know it's important that you shoot as well organized. Um, so on that sort of thing, say like where I'm at specifically an assistant camera of someone, um, my job will be to support the cameraman in. Anyway, you know, sometimes my opinion, you know, second opinion, um, but largely looking after the equipment, keeping the equipment clean, um, making sure that he's got anything, uh, he or she, rather, I should say, mm-hmm. because I do work for and with a number of female photographers and videographers, um, making sure they have all of the equipment available to them and ready, um, batteries are charged, SD cards are wiped. You know, sometimes, like, they will trust you to put the settings onto the camera you know practically they shouldn't have to pick that up until they've got to press the record button mm-hmm. you should do that for them um, so certainly that day was spent moving equipment around um, setting the camera up whether it was handheld or it was on a tripod or whether it was on like a glycam which is like something that allows the camera to balance in different positions um, and just working through the departments while making sure that I was on time with everything that I did, so that as a collective, you're all on time to, you know, get to where you need to be, and keep the day smooth. So you're kind of basically, in a way, you're. Uh, I'm. I might be wrong, but in my head, I'm seeing that you're basically being what you wish you had, if you were doing that. Yeah, Someone yeah, yeah. saw in your job. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Like that's definitely true. Like, and and you know, in the future, like when I further use assistance like I've not really used assistance too much at the moment but like it's something that I'm sure I'll do further down the line that's something that you know I'd want and somewhat expect Mm. out of that you know I don't want as much as you want an assistant who learns you know you want someone that learns quickly you know so that they take the pressure off your job that's the point and you know um, as well say if in it if it's an instance where you're a director of photography you're having creative input you know, so say for example it's a music video, like you might be making decisions on the fly. So you need to stand there and be able to be creative, you know, and like make creative decisions and not have to think at the same time about oh, I've got to set this up, you know, like I've got clean distracting like yeah, yeah, you know, like it's not necessarily distracting, but it takes away energy from other things that you need to think about that yeah. can impact the quality of the work at the end of the day. Yeah. So with like um uh, uh, my question for the advertisement was gonna be that yeah. as well. So like um in that specific uh, example, are you given a script that uh, everything's going to be shot X, Y, Z? Like, are you given everything for that? Not not necessarily, and don't get me wrong, it can, things like that can change on the day due to external factors. So so in that example, um, there, there was a case where we had to go to one of the departments first before we went to another because they had to do something. So that's like changed our day and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's usually... Certainly, there's like a shot list. There'll be a uh, like a brief, um, you know, like you'll have a you'll know what you're doing before you get there on the day. Everyone's everyone's way of working with it though is different. Some people, you know, like aren't as prepared as others or leave it more open to interpretation. It's all dependent. Preparation's a big one. Mm-hmm. Like you know, in most instances, someone will have gone to the location before, done a recce you know, like, seeing what they can shoot, you know, and, like, they'll be knowledgeable on every aspect of it, so, you know, where we can put lights in, are there enough sockets, mm. you know, 
what's the camera angle going to be like? What's the reverb like in the room for the sound? You know, they take every aspect, you know, into thought, you know, because if you get there on the day and one thing's out, you know, it can cause a big problem for everyone, you know, and one, you know, one problem in one department can slow the entire production down. Yeah. Because it can be a big thing, you know. Yeah, of course. That's a, so, I never really thought about this. So, from an audio side of things, have you ever yeah. had to, have you ever been responsible for the video and the audio of something? Yeah, yeah, film? certainly. So, like, on, on some projects that, that I've uh, previously done, like, you know, in a lot of instances, you know, you can get microphones that mount on top of cameras. Like, you will have seen them, yeah. you know, like, people do interview setups with, like, DSLRs like this with like a road mic on top. Yeah. So you know, in in that instance, yeah, you're you're totally responsible. You know, especially if you're a self shooter, if it's something that you're doing. So like, say you're doing interviews with someone, or like you're doing an event and stuff like that. That's all your responsibility. Yeah. You know, you've not necessarily got a sound recordist with you. You know, so I think having some knowledge of sound, if it's camera that you want to get into, is really good. It's actually a funny coincidence because, and I suppose this is quite. And imp- I think this is quite an important message of the whole t- subject of the podcast, really. Yeah. Um, when I went to uni, I barely... I did a film and media production degree, yeah. I barely touched a camera in three years. I actually specialised in sound recording and sound design. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, so when I started in the industry as a runner, yeah, I basically one day got asked to assess the cameraman, and it snowballed from there. Like, my specialism was originally sound... Like, and there's, there will be people that do multiple jobs. Like, you don't want a jack of all trades. No one wants a jack of all trades. That's the thing is that, like, it's one of those where, certainly on bigger productions, you have one job and you're part of one department. But I do know people who, like, you know, might be a cameraman, but, like, have sound recording skills and equipment. Like, someone will go, oh, can you come on the shoot for a day and, like, do the sound, you know, that will be comfortable doing that. Like, you do have to have a knowledge of what other departments do. Like, even if it's not what you do yourself. Like, so through asking the makeup artist if she's ready a lot of times because we've been ready to shoot, you know, and she, she's applying makeup to someone. I, even though I've never done makeup, I've certainly never worn makeup, um, have some knowledge of makeup, which I didn't think I would, but yeah. that, that's just sort of happened, you know. Um, You're a freelancer, though, as well, right? So I'm thinking, yeah, yeah fair enough, I'm imagining in a production, it's much better to have someone in their specialist position. Every, if you're doing something on your own, you're going to yeah. want to have the full thing, aren't yeah. you? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to make you more employable, at least. Yeah, right? certainly, certainly. Like, and that, that's the thing, is that if you're doing, you know, a lot of these shoots that I've been talking about, and I would say, to be honest, the large majority of my work so far has been on behalf of someone else, so like working for them or working for a company and things like that. Shoots on your own are, you know, your liaise with the client and you need to know about every aspect of what you're going to do. If you're recording sound or not, you need to be that person on the location, Recky. Like, it's your responsibility and I think that's important to know. Um, the equipment that you do have and that you're going to take on a shoot like that, you need to know. You need to know what you're doing with it, you know. Yeah. And I guess um, if... Just tie... before you carry on, is that Defo recording? Yeah, because it says... Right. Sorry. It's because um, he didn't say red. I was no, like, yeah, imagine if later he's like, I'm that, so that sorry. Light's definitely on, isn't it? But, <laughs> yeah, the red lights. <laughs> fine, it's all right. Um, if we tie it to, um, I guess, the audience of the people that are going to be like listening to this. Mm. So, um, in terms of like music videos, yes. have you, 
as we kind of asked this uh, to like a few promoters and stuff as well. Yeah. What is like the ideal client? Uh, if if we're a band, yes. and we need your help coming for a music video. Yeah. Do we come prepared with a full concept of you. Not bands not necessarily. No. A lot a lot of a lot of bands might want a video and have an idea, but not know where to go with it. Okay. That's part of you know. Again, sometimes and there might be directors who someone has done the work for them mm-hmm. and they just go on the day and direct. Oh, like, same with, you know, with video people and stuff like that. Whereas sometimes, and it's dependent on your own skills, like someone might come to you and be like, I have this concept, you know, and then it's your job to turn their concept into, you know, their mm-hmm. dream, you know, like their reality sort of thing, yeah. you know, where that that's part of your work. It's a, That's a very, it can vary from project to project that that's the case. Some people have a really developed idea and they're like, oh, I want this. And they might even provide examples and things like that. And then others, it might be a case of, here's the song, have a listen to this. We have this idea of, oh, you know, um, with like a dystopian sort of video, you know, or like an apocalyptic video or something like that. And then you connect the dots and connect the words in the songs to what you can do. Music videos are good in terms of creating a video because you've already had the pacing from the music to edit around. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Yeah, you're not, it's not like when when you do an advert, like, you're, you are building that from scratch. You're the like, whole story. Yeah, yeah, you've like. got all the sound, things like that. Like, that is, you know, you've got to do all of that, generally speaking. Okay. Whereas on a music video, the sound's already there. You know, the tone of it. You know, you, you know you're probably not going to, if you've got, like, an extremely happy, like, pop-style song, have a really, you know, death metal video or you know I like get what you're saying. you you already have you know the back the, like the and as background. a creative you're being inspired by that sound yeah yeah, yeah that so is your in, like, that is your influence yeah. predominantly and then they connect the word you know like I say dystopian or apocalyptic or you know sunshine and rainbows to it or whatever and then you then make that connection and then if it's a production where they're like well now put this in your hands we're available on this date mm-hmm. yeah you then source the location, you can source props, all of that, you know, like that can be your responsibility at times. So you don't necessarily have to have extreme knowledge on every topic, but mm. having a good understanding and adherence to the style like is really crucial. Like so being able to find people that look right for the roles, you know, locations that look right, but also give you access mm. to that sort of thing. And if they don't being able to provide so for example if you work in an abandoned building yeah. that you know has no power you need to power your gear through batteries or you know like whatever and being prepared for that because again that's one of them if you get to one of them locations and something runs out or something dies you got nothing yeah yeah that's that's crazy it's a learning curve and it wants you yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it is a big learning curve and it does happen it does happen I once went on a shoot from uh, to Liverpool and the production company that I was working for um, is sort of Manchester way is based um, and we got to the shoot and opened the camera case and went oh yeah all the SD cards still on my desk oh, no. well, we 9am a- in the morning 9am <laughs> in the morning had to drive back from Liverpool to Manchester to get the SD cards to come back and that's you know say it's I mean how far a drive is that about 45 minutes an hour yeah, yeah. one way so that's two hours behind already. Yeah. We literally Your day's just started. Well. We, we turned up at this shoot, got all of this stuff set up and ready. I opened my bag, no camera. I was like, oh, 
Too early, we, we go. We had enough time. Though, I feel like sometimes, though, I know this is so stupid, but sometimes when you make those type of mistakes, mm-hmm. they're so good because you never make them again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you get to that, like, I know there's certain things now that I've done mm. that I now, when I leave the house, I'm like, what can I not do again? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? I go it's there yeah, yeah. and I look at it. Yeah. Like, even stuff like, I just think, so in a way, that's what I think so so interesting about this is that a lot of people in this industry at the moment, particularly with like, in the whole creative industry, I suppose, like because of COVID and all this kind of retrain stuff, you know, anyone who's out there who's managing to kind of do anything in the creative art that they want to work with that's enough to like survive and eat mm. is like, has been through some lessons that no mm. one could teach them. Yeah, yeah. 100%. There's no, there's no way that you could go to school and learn that shit because some of it is you just go out and you just oh, yeah. actually failed it five I think, times. I think making mistakes is important, though, like you say. Like, yeah. you, you have to make mistakes. Like, no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. You're going to drop something at some point. Or you you might say the wrong thing. Or mid-shot, you might accidentally just sort of walk into frame, not realising and ruin the shot. Yeah. It will happen, yeah? And you go, oh, shit, sorry. It sounds, you know, like, it, it's a natural thing. But there's a difference between that and clumsiness that's you know like atten- paying attention all the time is important mm. that's a part of what I mean where like if you stood about on your phone and because you like you're just... not needed for example which does happen they might be like I'll just take a minute or you know like even in that like if the video's going on and they're recording and it's stay out the shot like you're just sort of there on your phone and not paying attention the next time you might do you know you might walk into an area of the shot or something like that that They've moved around and you've not noticed that they're going to film from that angle of something and then you're in shot. Or, you know, they've re- made some kind of creative yeah. decision that you just didn't. There's make. there's all sorts yeah, like that yeah. that can sort of not necessarily go wrong, but you know, be like sort of change in the moment. I wonder if um, um, if we could what like um, what would be like the biggest mistake that you made and learned from. Mm. Ooh, the biggest that. mistake that I've learned. Because mm. I mean, I can name a million that we got. It's yeah. a good question. Though. It's a good question. Take a minute. Though. It is a good question. I um. I got home from a shoot. It was. It wasn't a crucial mistake, but it is a mistake. I got home from a shoot after doing behind the scenes photos for the shoot. Um, even though, so I was actually in in that moment, sort of doing two jobs, which like. You don't do on all shoes, but it was just what was needed for that shoot was the demand. So I was doing assistant camera work, but whilst I was doing that, whilst the camera one was filming, I was getting behind the scenes photo of them, of the production, stuff like that. Do you get told about that before you're about to come on, or is it? Uh, yeah, no, no. It, well, most of the time you'll know what you're doing, like, mm. and some people want you to do one thing, and some might be a little bit more flexible, you know, like. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just got home from the shoot and just like, I think I'd left my car on the camera for a day or something. And I turned it on and I was like, oh, I want to shoot something on that and just format the card. I was like, oh, I had all that, uh, all those photos on that. So uh, uh, could we talk about that a little bit? Because I feel like I've done this on a few cards where now they just do not respond. And I've yeah. just lost loads of these sorts of things. Yeah. And do you know what? Storage is probably, if you can help us with this. Storage is the biggest issue in my life. Yeah, right like we recorded our last video, 21 gigs. I don't, I like, honestly, we fill up SD cards like it's no mm. tomorrow. Mm. And you must have some high performance SDs. Like, yeah, 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 they are fast. And they like, are fast. You, like, you must, 
must you must like work a lot with clients where you're transferring files like this over. Yeah. Like how how have you got to the point where you are now where you're where you're managing it because um a two terabyte hard drive. Right, okay. <laughs> They're quite important. Mm. Um maybe two of those. Or say. seven. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I've got two I've just a lot one. of them. Just yeah. a lot having a lot of them um is very important. Um sorry, what was the second bit to what you asked? Uh so well like the so the client side of things, yeah. how are you like um so we, we wanna share a lot of videos together yeah, or yeah. like wanna edit the same video uh, in our spare time and do uh -huh. different things with it. How are you like sharing data across Oh uh, so so a lot of the time like I, I use WeTransfer quite a lot. Have you ever used that? Mm. Yeah, we use that. Uh, WeTransfer is really good for that sort of thing. It's a two gig limit, isn't it? Yeah. If you're uh, cheap, like us and use it for Oh, free, so you've yeah. got the pro version. <laughs> well, it's, well, I don't have the pro version, but, but oh, yeah. like, generally speaking, like, definitely. I mean, it's the way if, it depends on, again, different clients and what different clients want. Sometimes on a shoot, it'll be a case of, oh, the client brings a hard drive with them as well. Mm -hmm. So you just do it there and there, yeah. you know. But um, another another good one that I do use sometimes is like I'll upload to Google Drive, yeah, and then just give them a link. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's what we do. Yeah, for a few so you could just make a new one and give it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've just noticed our camera is uh, about to die. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm just, we're doing really, we're doing really well for time. We've got two twenty five minutes. I've got one more major question. That's okay. Right. Go for it. So what I what I uh, I've got to remember it now. I've had it all this time. Is <laughs> what would right? Yeah. If you were transported in a room, right, to you, just going into lockdown, right, and you give them some things that you've picked up now. Even if you were going to go on the same trajectory and get the opportunities that you yeah. got, if you were to give yourself two or three like top tips if I was that you've learned now from your yeah, experience yeah. to you back then, what would you tell yourself? Um, I would, if I show in, you know, if I want to work for a company, show interest in them, like don't, you know, the, the thing that I said earlier about sort of generic emails and send them to everyone, they don't work. People get them all the time. I know for a fact they do. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't work. Show an interest. They still might not get back to you. Keep your head up with it. Don't let it get you down. Persistence is key. Yeah. If one week you call a company and they say, oh, I've not got anything, there's nothing wrong with calling them again the next week, yeah. like, or as much as you want. If you're mithered them too, if they feel mithered by you and don't want to work with you, they'll block you or whatever, you know, like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with being persistent. Um, and further than that, I think looking further than, not just making it about money, yeah. you know, it's, money's important, of course it is, and it's like, it can be a challenging thing to go in, so it's probably when you start, like, having another job that, like, is, you know, that you're not entirely dependent on this little amount of work, because you will start out slowly and grow from that. Mm -hmm. Patience is key. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, not always thinking about money. Like, so that's fine. That's fine. That's, we can finish without that. Yeah, no, we'll just um, put a little screen yeah, on it. So. Looking at um, looking at things that influence you and understanding how they work. You know, not just going, oh, I love that shot. You know, like or understand how it works and try and you know look at it. look at different influences. You never know who you're going to be influenced by. Yeah. You know, so I've looked at photographers from as far back as like you know nineteen thirties things like that their work and aspects of that you know like 
and it is it is applicable like not necessarily in the technology but i mean you know in, in the, the way style. that they go about it yeah yeah yeah. we do the same with marketing so like we've got a group of uh, like because we build all of the marketing for mm-hmm. um, making a mentor ourselves mm-hmm. and like it is just full of screenshots mm-hmm. of whenever we see ads yeah. whenever we see reels and we just go love this yeah we're gonna, we're gonna take influence it's true. I, I should sit there for the end of it it'd be funny should i just sit in the middle now for the end of it while there's, uh, <laughs> while there's one last <laughs> time. Oh, oh yeah of course we've still got this yeah one, yeah why not why yeah. not we'll just sit in the middle for the end it's lovely i feel like as well that one thing that's clear to me is like i think some people will want to get into this industry but yeah. won't live and breathe it and love it as that's, much as you. that's half the thing is that like if it's what you want to do you've got to be passionate about it that's what I mean. i'm not passionate about every job that i work on yeah. i'm not but i know that the jobs that i am will come yeah like so just stick with it and be persistent if you don't necessarily enjoy the first shoot that you're on it's not the end of the world like yeah, they will yeah. they will come some days drag obviously some days don't one day i spent doing 13 hours uh, taking photos of rooms um, <laughs> that sounds fun that was horrendous <laughs> uh, but but it was like the first opportunity that i got to work with someone so i worked my ass off yeah. oh i see because it was someone you wanted to because it's with. someone that i never worked with before mm-hmm. it, it was boring i worked my ass off my ass um but the creative the creative ones come you know and they make it worthwhile mm-hmm. as long as it is what you want to do I think you also you, you surprise yourself in the things that the transferable skills you learn from taking all those you shots. learn you learn skills from you know so this is maybe I know we're coming to the end now but this is like one of the sort of crucial things I'd probably say as well when, once you get to that stage of working with a few people yeah. not just one person because you'll work with one person for a long time and get used to the way they do it mm-hmm. the day you work with that second person you're like oh wow some people do it completely differently yeah. but over time now I'm starting to take different aspects of different people's work so I'm like oh they do that really good or that really good then not so good and develop you know, your own taste and put that into my work yeah. and try and combine all of that to make me better at my job mm-hmm. yeah I think that's pretty good advice, man. Yeah, oh, thanks it. for coming on. It's so, all right. Thanks um, for having me. For anyone who wants to sort of look at your work and what you yeah, they yeah. so they can find me on um, Instagram as Mounts Photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be a link in the description. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, and equally like to to anyone that's interested or like wants some advice or wants to learn anything, my DMs are open. I can be contacted. I also have HarveyMountford.com. If uh, if anyone wants to look at my portfolio work and sort of see about that, some of them have little stories attached so you can understand sort of the you know the backstory mm-hmm. of the day. Oh nice. Um, but yeah, beautiful. Love it. Love Thank it. you very That's much. All right. That. Thank you very Thank much. You. What I like about Harvey right is he quite suits podcasting. Mm-hmm. He was quite calm, collected. He gave you know we feel like we're sometimes trying to make people who aren't used to speaking about themselves in this type of way, kind of feel more comfortable. He was quite a comfortable guest, was was quite happy kind of talking through the points in his career, but also because neither of us are in. I mean, we're not far away. Like I'm an actor, so I have an awareness of the world and you're not void with cameras, but neither of us are near videographer, DOPs, like anything like this. And he span us a really good yarn in terms of like making it relevant to people who are in that industry, but also digestible just for anyone really and i think a lot of his lessons sorry are about um are about like how he kept himself motivated and how he managed to keep jobs yeah. which i think is relevant to any career isn't it like 
if you're a music like let's take something that he said like about the work for free thing in my life I have got work by doing something for free as a favour yeah it's a fact so there is some weight to it obviously we're in a privileged position because I had the time and ability to be able to do that for free I didn't have any kids or a house to pay for in that time what about you? I think, so the one main thing that I actually took away from it, um, so I guess my part of the podcast really is to look after the video and uh, the filming of everything, um, minus the shot that you took, that's all going to Gaz. Um, <clears throat> but, <laughs> um, but the one thing that he told me with this camera that I went away and did almost immediately was um, I can watch as many YouTube videos as I want, I can learn the theory behind how this thing works, but what I actually ended up doing is challenging myself to go out and take as many pictures as I can whenever I can and just did, learn how it works. Was that from him specifically? Yeah, yeah. So as soon as he said that, I was like, how do I get better at learning how to use this camera? And it's a compact camera, so it's not easy to go around and, like, I've got big meadows outside. To shoot nature, you need massive cameras, all these things. So it's given me a creative challenge to use this camera now. And hopefully the shot's a little bit better. Hopefully you can see I'm learning uh, as I use it. But it's it's such a simple part of um, a piece of advice. Like, it's, it's probably the first thing that you go and say is practice go and do it mm. but you know um i think coming into something like photography people do kind of think that it's going to be pretty easy you just need to take as much as you can but okay so i'm an amateur f- i, I want to get into this now mm-hmm. right no my little brother's f- he, i don't have a little brother but my little brother's 15 right and he's called todd okay todd he wants to get into this now yeah we've listened to this episode what can we say to todd to, to think about how he might be able to infiltrate or at least take some steps to be able to move forward in this type of industry. The first thing I'd say is get yourself a piece of gear. Mm-hmm. Go go on YouTube, look at loads of gear. Get yourself a piece of gear that you're inspired by and that you like the look of and the feel of and that suits your vibe. I remember like with this industry in particular as well, the second home market is massive. It's, like, I'd say the same with instruments as well. True. Like a lot of people think that you've got to go in and you've got to go buy it fresh, whereas you can find some really um, cheap gear that's really good. Like, you know, if I find a Mexican Strat, I can find it way cheaper online, even though it does the exact same thing. Um, one thing I would have taken away from his episode as well is like put yourself out there even if 30 people don't respond to you and um, but that 31st person does and he just lets you come onto the set for a day and have a look around and basically just sort of look after the the official photographers you're getting a whole wealth of experience that you wouldn't get just being by yourself practicing or like trying to learn from videos again as we sort of mentioned and about the interning thing that he said about working for free mm-hmm. It's a great opportunity, really. You know, if if you, if you have that, you know, to be, I'll, I'll I'll come and just assist on a shoot. He got so good at shooting because he was always on shoots. Yeah, he was yeah. always on shoots. We're surrounded by people who were doing it, right? Yeah, and I'm just for a bit of context. We saw him in a, a gig. God, what two, three days ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, two, days, two ago. days ago. And he showed me his like Apple calendar, and it was just full. Yeah, of get of like shoots, full of shoots. So, you know, he's not kind of like, oh, he practices what he preaches, he, he books himself up, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And and he likes, I think one thing that's clear is he likes to be on a shoot. Yeah. He enjoys yeah, yeah, it. He so he's happy to do it for free and therefore over the moon when he gets £50 for it, therefore works his bloody arse off. Mm. It would make sense to me. I think one one big takeaway I got from it too, so <clears throat> we've, we, we very much 
started the podcast trying to find people who would bump into musicians along the way or mm. help them in their career. And, you know, when we went to him originally, it was all about music videos, music videos. But what I actually got from talking to him outside of the podcast and in as well is that that wasn't the thing that he always wanted to talk about. There was always so much more with it. And if you're going into photography, you can sort of um, niche yourself into something. But to keep yourself available um, for more jobs and more opportunities, he actually delved into areas that... Advertising. Yeah, like, like you mentioned, marathons. Who, marathons. who who gets those opportunities to just do marathons? You can't. You kind of got to... He was offered that. It was a new challenge he hadn't experienced before, and he just mm-hmm. delved into it, um, which I thought was, uh, was really cool. Um, and I guess the final point as well that I took from it that you highlighted in the episode mm-hmm. was... Um, the sort of storyboarding and the creative influence. You're not there to capture a video. You're there to actually tell a story. Tell a story. Yeah. I think there's a lot. Like I think a lot of that will come across in in all the creative people that we speak to. Is mm. like fundamentally what makes you better than your opponent is not whether you've got a flashier camera. Is if you're understanding what the story is, particularly with advertising. Yeah. What's the story? I want a big juicy burger. Like if it looks vintage and crackly, but you can't see the burger, like. You've got you. It's always a battle, isn't it, between like your creative input and actually like the service of the job. Yeah, I think he has a good brain for that. But he probably got that from doing so many bloody shoots. Yeah, like that's a fine. Re- really, what really. he did that worked is do it all the time. Yeah. So there's your lesson. <laughs> there's your lesson. Do <laughs> it all lesson. the freaking time, man. <laughs> See if we got next. Um. So we've got Becky next. Becky Bridge, jazz pianist. Um makes she's one of the first well not the first because of harvey but um one of the first people that we've had that's making some bloody revenue and is is her full career as well right part yeah well it it certainly is on the way to being she does do other things as well but um but it's yeah she earns money doing music which is more than we do um she is a very good musician she works in bands but she also sings quite a lot of weddings and she does like a lot of social media promo for her weddings, which we thought could be interesting. That's really, yeah, yeah. So because it's like, what, sure always, it's like what is, um, well, you're appealing to, there's a good word of mouth in weddings. Yeah. So I want to kind of ask her that is, you know, how, how do you impress a, a bride that then tells, because I imagine that there's a lot of that. In such a saturated market as well. How do you find those people? Because I would have just assumed that you go on Facebook and find wedding bands or something. Well, like you said, I mean. word of mouth are being passed around. If She's been quite active in a way that I didn't think wedding singers or mm. people of that industry could be, but she's actually getting in the faces of people that haven't seen her before rather than just sort of exactly. hoping that people give her a, a mm. good name. And hopefully we'll get we'll maybe play something with her because she's better than us and it will kind of annoy us. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, she'll be on next. And then we've got a couple of other exciting ones in the pipeline and then we'll probably be coming to the end of uh, season one with episode 10. We're yeah. going to be back soon, but we're going to stick with 10 take a little bit of a break try and catch up on some stuff just see what works i guess as as i said at the start we we trying something different every time with the formula to see what sort of clicks so i think from from a season two standpoint from Mm. my perspective anyway i love to analyze what we've got through season one look at um at just how we can make the the best season coming out of it but yeah um see you next uh next two weeks
Let's just get ourselves ready on. Making a fucking mentor. Making a fucking mentor. Making a making a making a making a making a fucking mentor. I'm actually so shit. I'm actually deep in Okay, instead that's that's the outro clip. <laughs>